0: We have provided a little more shade. It's probably going to be creeping this way today, but you are certainly welcome to avail yourselves of that, or you can get a good suntan like Debbie's doing. Just keep moving down as the shade moves. (laughs) Um, Welcome this morning to another edition of this beautiful uh, space that we have for the Portage Faith worship experience. And um, at this time, would you please greet your neighbors this morning? Oh, Chris has, okay, Chris has someone else.
1: Um, Good morning. I'm gonna be looking for able-bodied men and women. We got approximately 20,000 pounds of blue clay that was dropped off in the parking lot by the parsonage. And we're gonna need to get a tractor with a shovel to get it up toward the uh, pump house. And then we got to fill in that big hole in the pump house, whether we cut a hole in the side of the pump house or somehow to get it in there, but we need to schedule that and get that done very soon. So anybody willing to help, uh, please uh, get in touch with uh, Chris. Thank you.
0: you. All right. Well, my announcement this morning is pretty exciting. Um, Next week, we are having guests join us. Um, Nelson and Wyndham churches, who are led by Sandra Greenberg, Sandy, are going to join us for worship out here next week, and Sandy will be preaching. So you get to hear someone besides me! Yay! Okay, you're not like. Come on! Yay! Yeah, yeah. So I just wanna. I just wanted to let you know that in advance, so that you could be. Wonderful hosts for our guests because it's always fun to have guests. I like guests, so um, we can make them welcome. And um, I think we'll have a really good time. Um, you'll really like Sandy. I think she's funny and and just sweet as can be. And I, I just think you'll really like her. So I don't know what she's going to talk about yet, but um, I'm sure it will be good, whatever it is. So let's just welcome them next week.
1: Up there in the uh, offering. Area, Uh, we're taking up uh, for the next couple of weeks a love offering for Camp Asbury for for uh, the use of their facility. So uh, please make yourself a or uh, avail yourself to that opportunity to uh, show our appreciation uh, to to the camp and uh, help support them in their financial. They're in a financial issue just like a lot of businesses are. So. find it in your heart, like for the next couple of weeks, to uh, contribute to that cause.
0: Well, I guess if that's all everybody has, it's time to begin. So let's be um, in a prayerful attitude as we get to our light of Christ reading this morning, which is from Matthew chapter 7, verses 15 to 20, and this is from the Common English Bible. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you dressed like sheep, but inside they are vicious wolves. You will know them by their fruit. Do people get bunches of grapes from thorny weeds? Or do they get figs from thistles? In the same way, every good tree produces good fruit, and every rotten tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a rotten tree can't produce good fruit. Every tree that doesn't produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, you will know them by their fruit. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we pray today to ask for your help. Help us to have the actions, words, and wisdom necessary to bear good fruit. May the things we think, the things we say, and the deeds we do show other people the love of Christ. Help us to be a force for good and a positive influence on others. us grace at this time and with one accord to make our supplication to you and you've promised through your well-beloved son that when two or three are gathered in his name you will be in the midst of them so we give you joyous thanks this morning for good weather and a breeze that plays the beautiful chimes and bells that we have no mosquitoes to bother us because we have sun so you know one problem at a time lord thank you very much Jackie and each want to praise you for being able to spend good time with family um, and, and we want to um, thank you Lord for, for moving people to take advantage of the uh, Bible Vacation Bible School materials that, that we've sent out to do it differently this year and that's always difficult. So thank you for helping people to use that and for responding thank you for Esta Everhart, who um, turns 100 years old, a chaplain for many years at Portage Medical Center, she's living in Woodlands, she's 100, and she has survived COVID, thank the Lord. So, let's just lift her and her family today. And then, Lord, please take care of things that are bothering us, that are on our minds. Please Uplift Jacob Nottingham. He was in a car accident, a uh, young person, and it's always a little bit hard. They get shaken and find out that uh, sometimes for the first time that youth doesn't mean immortality. So please be with him at this time and help him to heal from it and, and to get better. Um, for Matt Rachowski with his heart issues. To improve and the lingering issues may they be uh, reconciled and, and may he be healed and may his family um, be able to keep with him and, and be with him and give him the support that he needs so give them the support they need to be able to continue to do that um, prayers for dorothy Kubik, lord who is uh, in the home and not doing very well she's lonely as are many, many of our seniors right now in homes because they can't receive visitors. And that makes it really difficult. So uh, be with her and let her know that she's loved and cared about. And move some people who know her maybe to, to send her some greetings so that she knows she's not alone. Baj and for his kidney specialist, uh, that the specialist has discernment and is able to treat Baij the best way possible and to keep him well, and for Baj to have the patience and the fortitude to go through the treatment that he's going to have to go through, and for his wife and family to be able to support him in all of that and through the time that it takes, um, it's always difficult when we have something chronically wrong with us, Lord we know this so be with all of us who have either ourselves or or our family with chronic issues be with us that we have the patience and the love and the fortitude to continue on and to be your people even amidst the struggle fulfill now O Lord our desires and petitions and celebrate with us our joys and praises granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting and now may we pray together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray saying our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. I like to think of that as God's voice while we were praying.
1: Today's reading is Matthew 13 24 to 30 and 36 to 43 common English Bible Jesus told them another parable the kingdom of heaven is like someone who planted good seed in his field while people were sleeping an enemy came in and planted weeds among the wheat and went away when the stocks sprouted and bore grain then the weeds also appeared The servants of the landowner came to him and said, Master, didn't you plant good seed in your field? Then how is it that there are weeds? The enemy has done this, he answered. The servants said to him, do you want us to go and gather them? But the landowner said, no, because if you gather the weeds, you will pull up the wheat among it with them. Let both grow side by side until harvest and at harvest time, I will say to the harvesters, first gather the weeds, tie them together in bundles to be burned and bring the wheat into the barn. Jesus left the crowd and went into the house. His disciples came to him and said, explain to us this parable of the weeds in the field. Jesus replied, the one who plants the good seed is the human one. The field is the world and the good seed are the followers of his kingdom. But the weeds are the followers of the evil one. The harvesters are the angels. Just as people gather weeds and burn them in their fire, so it'll be at the end of the present age. The human one will send his angels and they will gather out of his kingdom all things that cause people to fall away and all people who sin. He will throw them into a burning furnace. People will be there weeping and grinding their teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in their father's kingdom those who have ears should hear
0: all right our message this morning is called the weeding weeding the field so if you'll bow your heads with me for just one moment do not give up on us O god for we are here to follow your precepts and return to your ways Speak to us again of your ways of life and death, that we may grow strong in our faith and bear the fruit of eternal life. So, last week, we talked about the parable of the sower, or as the Common English Bible denotes it, the parable of the soils. We reflected upon the idea that the seed sowed in a field by the farmer will grow according to what kind of soil that seed is fortunate enough To fall upon in other words jesus told his listeners a story to cause them to reflect upon the kind of soil prepared within their hearts only fertile soil in the heart will allow the seed of the word of god to grow so this week we have another parable about seed but this time the seed is not the word in the parable of the wheat and the weeds the seed is people not only is the seed different, but we are dealing with two different plantings of the seed. The first planting is the followers of the kingdom planted by Jesus. And the second planting is the followers of evil planted by the enemy, whom we know as Satan or the devil. Take your pick, same guy. In the parable, the servants realize that weeds are growing among the new wheat plants and their first instinct is is to want to pull out the weeds to purify the field. But when they ask the landowner, the farmer, if they should root out the weeds, he tells them that to do so would pull out the wheat plants as well. Instead, the landowner tells the servants to let the weeds and the wheat grow up together. And at harvest time, the good wheat will be harvested and the weeds will be gathered and burned. Well, one implication that we can take is that the ultimate judgment on people's deeds is not for us. God will sort it out in God's time. If we take the job of judgment upon ourselves, we are bound to make a mess of it. So why are we so bad at weeding out evil? After all, we're told that Jesus' death and resurrection already defeated sin and death. Why can't we humans just clean out our own field? Well, the answer to that question is not as simple as we would like it to be. Part of the answer is that we live in that time in between that I've talked about before, the already and the not yet. The kingdom of God has indeed been ushered in by Jesus' redeeming action on the cross. That is true. However, although how we know, although we know, sorry, how the story will end, we live in the time between the ushering in of the kingdom and its full realization. We're in the time in between. And it may seem like a long time to us, over 2,000 years already, but God does not work within our concept of time and space. God's, uh, shall we say, gathering up of the loose ends Happens only in God's time And then related to this I believe is the other part of the answer We are being given time to live into the message that Jesus brought to us The good news has yet to fully take hold for the majority of humanity The evil one although he cannot win Is still busy planting the seeds of evil and discord that put stumbling blocks in our way to building up the kingdom of God. Weeding the field might be easier for us if the roots of the wheat and the weeds were not entwined. In fact, I would go so far as to say that it is impossible for us to tell which plants are which. This is because we humans all look the same. Charles Hoffaker says the following in his sermon called Let Both of Them Grow Together. He says, sometimes we are wheat and sometimes we are weeds. St. Augustine, in commenting on this parable, makes this point when he says, there is this difference between people and real grain and real weeds. For what was grain in the field is grain and what were weeds are weeds in the Lord's field which is the church at times what was green turns into weeds and at times what were weeds turn into green and no one knows what they will be tomorrow (laughs) that's pretty wise think about that for a minute God gives us all amazing latitude to make choices, to do right, even to do wrong, to the point of inflicting grievous harm on others and on ourselves. And God does not pull people out of the mire of their mistakes by condemning them, but by forgiving them. It's a strange way to run the world. I tell you, and sometimes it seems scandalous. Often we would like the Lord to hurl thunderbolts only at our enemies, of course, but the record indicates God works differently than that. Yes indeed, God works differently than that. We have the freedom to make choices, and sometimes we make good ones, and sometimes we make bad ones. Some days we are the grain for the harvest, and some days we are weeds fit for the burning. God is not in the business of condemnation. Instead, God's business is forgiveness. We are fundamentally broken, and God knows this and loves us anyway. If God can love us despite our flaws and foibles, can we not do our best to love one another back to goodness? I don't mean that we go through life ignoring evil. Far from it. Goodness begins with each of us. What we do matters. If we have heard and believed the good news of Jesus Christ, then we know the difference between love and hate, between violence and peace, between retribution and forgiveness. And further, we also know that none of us, including myself, for sure, is perfect in this life. Justification doesn't bring perfection. It just gives us insight into God's understanding of right and wrong. And our goal is to try our best to do right, knowing that sometimes we will still miss the mark. So how can we judge others by weeding them out of the field when we might be the ones needed, needing weeding out tomorrow? it be an empty field pretty soon, I think. Knowing this does nothing to make our choices easier. Sorry, sorry about that. It doesn't. <laughs> but sometimes doing the right thing will cause someone pain. For example, and this is an example of many I could have used. I made this up, but say that a boss discovers that her employee has a drug problem that is preventing him from doing his job adequately. The boss could just fire employee and let it go at that. She would probably even be justified by the rules of the working world in doing so. The efficiency of the workplace would be preserved and the wayward employee would have got what he quote unquote deserved according to most. The employee would definitely be feeling pain not only by having a drug addiction, but also by having now no source of income. But is that the only choice the employer could make? Perhaps the employee could be guided to counseling counseling through a a drug addiction program. Once the program was completed, perhaps the employee could be reinstated on the condition that he remain drug-free and remain in treatment. It might not work, but then again, it might work. There would still be pain for the employee And now there'd be a little added pain on the boss and the staff. But there would also be a chance at redemption and the preservation of livelihood. Sometimes we must draw the line against evil to protect ourselves or those we care about. But the way we go about drawing that line is usually... A choice. The analogy of the wheat and the weeds breaks down when we begin to talk about real people. We are neither all good wheat fit for harvest or all weeds and brambles fit for the fire. Jesus tells us this when he says that the landowner cannot pull out the weeds without harming the wheat. The reason of course is that weeds and wheat are sometimes one and the same, and as long as we live in this world, we are never all one or the other. The key to a good harvest is letting the grace of God flow through us into the hearts of others. First John 4:16 and 17 puts it like this: "We have known and have believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And those who remain in love remain in God, and God remains in them. This is how love has been perfected in us, so that we can have confidence on Judgment Day, because we are exactly the same as God in this world. So I leave you today to ponder the question. Actually, it's two questions, but they're related, so just call it one question. In what ways does your life Feed, sustain, and nurture others. And what one thing can you do today to be a source of blessing to others that will turn a weed into wheat? The choice is yours to make. Amen. And our next song from the hymnal is 571, Go Make of All Disciples. Ancient times and future hope. We bring these gifts to bless your world with hope. Please bless these gifts that they be a blessing to others, and bless us with patience and faith that we may bring hope to a hurting world. Amen. Go with patience, hope, and love.